Hello friends, welcome back to Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. In Anchor, you can create, distribute and monetize your podcast. Add to that, it is 100% free platform for podcast creation. So that was a brief introduction of Anchor, where we upload episodes on our channel history.fm, where we bring the historic topics, that is the history related topics. This episode of today, we are going to discuss about regarded by many historians as the bloodiest day in human history. 13th of February 1258 surely ranks as one of the bloodiest days in human history. When we think of the darkest, most bloody days of human history, our minds inevitably turn to the horrors of modern warfare. We think of battle like the Somme of World War I or Stalingrad of World War II or murderous regimes like Paul Plotz or Hitler's. As bloody and brutal as these events were, they were often spread over periods of weeks, or months or years. The huge death tolls accumulated over time. However, when talking about the biggest loss of life through violence in a single day, 13th of February 1958 is surely the bloodiest day in human history. This was the day on which Halagu Khan's Mongol army entered Baghdad after a 12-day siege. The city had approximately 1 million residents, and the army massacred many of them. It was a horrendous act that in one fell swoop brought an end to the Islamic Golden Age. In the 13th century, Baghdad was not just the center of Islamic world. It was without a doubt one of the greatest cities on earth. Since 751 AD, it has been the capital of Abbasid Caliphate, an Islamic empire that ruled over much of Middle East and much of North Africa. Baghdad was the physical locus of cultural empire. The famous House of Wisdom was located there. Because of this emphasis on learning and knowledge, scholars of all races, religion and nations were welcomed to Baghdad. Unfortunately, these hurricanes' day of scholarship were not to last. In 1958, the Mongol Empire ruled a huge swath of Eurasian landmass. Presiding over this, Kanagate was one of Genghis Khan's grandsons, Munke, the fourth Khan of Mughal Empire. His brother Kublai Khan would eventually become the fifth Khan, but Monge chose another brother, Halagu, to undertake the task of bringing the city. It was part of Munge's plan to subjugate the entirety of Syria, Iran, and Mesopotamia. For this mammoth task, a vast Mongol army was raised over the years before the campaign. One out of every ten men throughout the gigantic Mongol Empire was conscripted into his army. Historical estimates suggest that this force ended up totaling anything from 100,000 to 150,000 soldiers, making it the largest Mongol army ever to have existed. It was also supplemented by 20,000 Christian troops from Armenia and Antioch, along with 1,000 Chinese ultra engineers and auxiliary contingents of Persian and Turkish soldiers. This immense force first marched against a number of cities and rulers in Iran, which were crushed with ease. Halagu also used his huge army to destroy the notorious assassins, conquering their mountain fortress and executing the grand master of the assassins, Ruknuddin Khurshat. 
as was customary among Mongol military leaders when advancing on a city, Halagu Kwap offered the rulers of Baghdad, Caliph al-Mutasim Billah, the chance to surrender his city to the Mongols without bloodshed. Al-Mutasim, for reasons which are still debated, refused Alagu's offer. Some historians theorize that he believed that the rest of the Islamic world would come to his aid if Baghdad was attacked. However, others suggest that his Grand Vizier and most trusted advisor, Ibn al-Alqami, influenced his decision. Either way, Al-Mutasim did not do nearly enough to prepare for the upcoming clash. When Alagu reached the city, he sent a number of Mongol columns to encircle the wall of Prince Al-Mumin. Al-Mutasim responded by sending out a huge force of cavalry, around 20,000 men, to meet the Mongols in open battle. Only then did Al-Mutasim begin to realize that the true hopelessness of his situation. While it was customary for Mongol military leaders to offer the chances for a bloodless surrender, it was always a one-off offer. Alagu's troops began their siege on Baghdad on January 29, 1258, with the combat engineers setting up their siege engines and beginning their attacks on the walls. By February 5, most of the city's defenses had been destroyed. It was obvious that the Mongols would soon take the city. Now desperate, Al-Mutasim attempted to negotiate with Halagu, but his envoys were simply killed. Along 3,000 of Baghdad's nobles also attempted to try and meet with Alagu to offer terms of surrender, but he had them killed as well. The city officially surrendered on February the 10th, but Mongol troops only entered the city on February 13th. So began one of the bloodiest days the world has ever seen. The city had about a billion inhabitants, sorry, a million, and none were allowed to escape. The only people who were spared were Baghdad's population of Nestorian Christians. Halagu's mother was an historian, and this is why he let them leave. And for the rest, the Mongol warriors put men, women, and children, old and young, to the sword. Those they did not kill, they took as slaves. Al-Mutasim was captured and forced to watch all of these hundreds mass killing, as well as the venture and destruction of what was surely one of the beautiful cities on earth. The house's collection of books, perhaps the largest collection of books in the world at that time, was also destroyed. As for Al-Mutasim, once the city and its inhabitants had been utterly obliquated before his eyes, a task that took the vicious warriors the best part of the week. Due to Mongol decree against the spilling of royal blood on the earth, Al-Mutasim was killed being rolled up in a carpet and trampled to death inside it by horses. After this, the Muslim world spiraled into a long time of disunity and decline. Without a doubt, February 13, 1258 was one of the most destructive, bloody and violent days in human history. Hope you enjoyed this episode. For more such episodes on history-related topics, subscribe to our channel history.fm and please don't forget to like, comment and share.